Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for being with us, as always, and a special one this week as we preview the 102nd playing of the PGA Championship. That's right. Uh, Glory's last shot went from fourth to second to first, and our first, first major championship being played in over a year. Harding Park is the venue in San Francisco. Fans will be uh, held at bay on the television watching, and other than that, the players will go out there and compete. Brooks Kepka is the two-time defending PGA championship, and speaking of Brooks, he's off to a hot start at the WGC in uh, Memphis, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis, where he's also the defending champion there. We're going to talk about the PGA Championship. We'll talk about this week's WGC as well as the PGA Tour playing in Tahoe. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, will join us. We'll hit PGA Championship preview and welcome in the championship director for the PGA Championship from the PGA of America. Barry Deach will stop by, plus America's favorite caddy with a preview of Harding Park. It's going to be a fun show, Bob. we got a lot to get to and a lot of storylines that are uh, going to be in play next week. That It's a lot of storylines that are in play this week. Yep, no doubt about it. And 96 of the top 100 players in the world are scheduled to play at next week's PGA Championship. It's a great venue. It's had uh, a WGC match play. It's had the PGA Championship. It's had the Pres- President's Cup. It's going to be a fun week next week. And the golf course is awesome. We're going to get into that. Like I said, there's there's a lot I want to get your take on. Uh, if In case you're wondering, uh, the PGA It's Chan- a public course, too. Which is awesome, too. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, you, Like I said, you can get out there and have a chance to play this golf course. And uh, it looks – you know what I love it when you just look at the – it's classic, yep. you know – Bay Area golf, Northern right? California, yeah. It's right there on Lake Merced. It's got the cypress trees. You yep. know, it's it's fantastic. So I think it's going to be a tremendous event. Uh, there are a couple of holes that Bob that I want to talk about. The two par fives, of course, they've converted. It's going to play as a par seventy. The two par fives, one reachable, one maybe not so reachable. 
and then a couple of drivable par fours that, uh, depending on where they put the tees, could provide some fireworks for the PGA. It's going to be weird, right? It's, it's going to be strange. Mm-hmm. And I thought Rory's comment was telling when he said all of the events have felt the same since he returned because it's the fans that create the feel yes. for each event and kind of put the fingerprint on each event. And next week at the PGA, that's going to be missing tremendously as a major championship. We'll talk about it all next. Right here, just getting started on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there Take the Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. How did we create our most advanced tour ball ever? We invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world. Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new Chrome Soft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the second. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at ogo.com slash golf. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to our PGA Championship Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Maverick Driver. You know, their powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distances out there. Just takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we sure appreciate Callaway and their sponsorship of the show. Thanks to you for tuning in and listening and gearing up for Glory's first shot next week. I don't think that's officially their tagline, but I'm going to go with it. As I mentioned, they've <laughs> gone from fourth to second to first. Uh, just happy to have a major championship. Let me just ask you before we get into it. Rory's comment about this, everything feeling the same. How major... Will it feel for these players next week without the fans? Well, I think the venue is one thing. Um, the setup of the venue, the golf course, that kind of thing. It's going to feel very um, major-esque with that setup. But what he's saying, I think, is absolutely true. Um, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have the crowd to kind of help keep him going, to help pump him up. Uh, he's played pretty much very lackluster so to speak, since we've come back off the break um, with COVID. So, it, you know, maybe he can get up for that event. Um, but I think because it is the venue that it is and because of the setup, it will definitely feel like a major championship. Rory, a two-time champion, PGA champion, uh, which he's just one of three players in the last 25 years with multiple Wanamaker trophies. So we'll talk more about that. Let's shift gears now back to uh, this week. Uh, the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Brooks Kepka getting off to a hot start. Bob, when you're starting to look and prepare for the pre- PGA Championship preview show, you start looking at the defending champ. And that, of course, is Brooks Kepka. And not only sure. is he the defending champ, he's the two time defending champ, having won back back. at Bella Reeve in St. Louis and last year at Beth Page Black. Mm hmm. He misses the cut two weeks ago. Well, a week ago, essentially. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, things aren't right with Brooks. Down the road. Kind of taking his name out of the story. And then he goes out and opens up with an eight under, ties his low record on tour. And you go, okay, wait a minute. Maybe the foot's okay. Maybe he's back. And uh, let's uh, let's see how he how he does. Well, he was, talk- he was talking about his knee during his knee, um, sorry. Yeah. pre-tournament. Uh, interviews, and he talked about how he can't run on it right now. That it's just it 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 kind of bugs him a little bit. Uh, he can only take short steps when he's running. So that was I thought that was kind of interesting and kind of telltale. Then in the first round, he goes out and he's four under through four holes, and ends up shooting eight under par. And it's like wow, okay, maybe he is ready, and and maybe he has got some things in line, especially with his putting and his being able to strike the golf ball to uh, be ready for that major championship next week. Well, he's a dominant force in major championships. He's got four. He's looking for five. Mm -hmm. He's looking for a third PGA championship, which three feet, man. uh, uh, Yeah. And you know, the last person to win back to back was tiger. uh, As far as PGAs go, Uh, the last, you know what? It's a little bit unofficial here. I'm going to have to check it for sure. But I believe the last three, Pete, you have to go back to Walter Hagen when he won four in a row. Mm. Wow. Okay. And, you know, I mean, we're talking Hagen. That's back in 1924 to 1927. So I'll check. Maybe, maybe someone stuck three in a row on me that I wasn't paying attention. But, uh, Walter Hagen has five, including the four in a row. 
from 27 mm-hmm. to, to, to 24 to 27. Here's a couple interesting things. Jim Barnes of England won the first two PGAs. Uh, Dow Finsterwald, of course, won the first stroke play uh, PGA Championship in 1958 because it was a match play event from 1916 right. to 1957. Uh, mm-hmm. Hagen and Jack Nicholas both hold a record five PGA championships. Tiger has four. Gene Sarazen and Sam Snead each have three. So you got to understand, Sarazen and Snead played back in the 40s and 50s, a little bit into the 60s. So that's a long time since someone's won three. And Brooks and Rory both have an opportunity to get pick up a third next week. The other player in the last 25 years to pick up a third or, or uh, multiple PGA championships was VJ Singh. So um, in the last 25 years, which is pretty interesting. So Brooks, uh, a, a year ago, one by two at eight under par over Dustin Johnson at Beth Page Black. And you know, that was a little bit interesting. We saw Jordan Spieth in the hunt. We haven't seen a lot out of Jordan Spieth. And there he is in the hunt last year at Beth Page Black. And you started to wonder. And, uh, and then it was Dustin Johnson making a run on the weekend. And Brooks just stayed steady, never flinched. And I think that's the that's where Brooks starts to create a little bit of a legend about himself is in the biggest moments with the biggest spotlight and the biggest stage. He just seems to relish it and play his best and doesn't flinch. And so that's what I'm anxious to see, you know, with this time off. When you're in that groove, you don't want time off. But with the time off, with the knee challenge, are we going to see the same thing next week? In San Francisco. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he can if he can get through this week, maybe notch another W. Um, but I think I think his focus is probably getting his play in line for next week at the PGA championship um and getting a three peat. So um, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him. He rises to the occasion in major championships. Um, I think this is this is a great venue this week for him because because he won last year and he's the defending champ, but because it's another PGA Championship and he's a two-time past champion, I think you got to look at Brooks Kepka as a guy that's been flying under the radar with with his play as of late, but it's starting to come back around. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, of course, I'm looking back uh, at my notes. And, again, if you were to win three in a row, you had to have to have uh, won at least three PGA championships. And I mentioned yep. Sarazen and Sneed, the only ones to do so. Now, Sarazen did get back-to-back in uh, 22 and 23. I'm talking about 19, 22, and 23, obviously. Uh, Tiger Woods was back-to-back in 99 and 2000. And, again, in 2006 and 2007. So uh, the only one that's uh, – the only player to win – that many in a row was, of course, Walter Hagen when he went 24, 25, 26, and 27. So pretty wow. impressive stuff, all during yep. the match play area. So obviously, uh, Hagen was a was a heck of a match play player. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing I found kind of interesting, Bob. And uh, Rex Hoggard's going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk more about this week's WGC event, some of the storylines. We've got to get into Tony Finau. Uh, we got to talk about uh, uh, Tiger Woods not being there this week and what we expect out of him next week at the PGA. So that's all straight ahead. Then we're, we're also going to welcome, as we mentioned, uh, our friend from the PGA of America, the director of championship, uh, the championship director, Barry Deach. So uh, that's still to come here uh, on our number one on our preview show of next week's PGA Championship. But here's an interesting thing. There have been 83 Wanamaker trophies won by players from the United States. 
Any mm. care to venture a guess on the next closest or next country with the most wins at the PGA um, Championship? Interesting. The next country with the most wins. England? Yeah, that would have been my guess, too. Uh, incidentally, England has only had produced two winners of the PGA Championship. Wow. Yeah. Um, which were Jim Barnes. Is that what I said it was? Who won the very first, the first two. The first two. Okay. Yeah. And then, okay. of course, so interesting. You go from 83 wins by 58 players in the United States to five winners from Australia by five different players. Wow. How okay. about that? Yeah. Five. 83 to five. <laughs> mm. So if you're betting for an international winner next week, well, your odds better be pretty good then. <laughs> better get some pretty good odds on that because it's most likely going to be a player from the United States. So that's uh, just w- wanted to throw that out there. If you're if you're a betting man, you know, eighty three to five. Okay, so. so having said that, yeah, Rory McIlroy has won on this golf course before in the WGC match play. Mm, that's right. Okay, in two thousand and fifteen. Now. Tiger Woods has also won on this golf course before. He beat John Daly in a three-hole playoff in the WGC Amex, and he also went 5-0 and in the President's Cup in 2009. <laughs> that was all because of Steve Stricker, though. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, right, these, these players, now Tiger not playing this week, we do expect to see him play next week, and yes. that will be uh, something to watch. Definitely a storyline. Well, listen, we'll talk more about that. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, joins us coming up next. As I mentioned, Barry Deach, uh, the championship director for the PGA of America, he's scheduled to join us as well in about 20 minutes' time. So we'll continue previewing next week's 102nd playing of the PGA Championship, our first major in golf in over a year. Exciting stuff. Looking forward to it. And thanks for spending some time with us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember tee it up at you into golf and find your right fit at you into golf they take customer service to a whole new level not only do they fit for clubs they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store they'll help you find the right shoes bags gloves balls apparel and more you'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day so buy it try it they know you'll like it because you went to golf help you find the right equipment visit you went to golf and get custom fit today you went to golf home of the 90 day 100 satisfaction guarantee Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, continuing our preview of the 102nd PGA Championship next week at Harding Park in San Francisco. But first, the players playing in Memphis, TPC, or excuse me, WGC event at the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Veteran golf writer, he's a good friend of ours and uh, does a great job on Golf Channel. Rex Hoggard joining us from Memphis. Hey, Rex, how are you, man? Good morning, boys. How are you? Good, good to be with you. And, you know, we, uh, we talk about uh, heat, which you have certainly out there. It's not going to be quite as warm on the West Coast next week, but Brooks Kepka is a two-time defending PGA champion, and he got off to a hot start in Memphis this week. He really did, and I don't know if anyone, and Brooks included, saw that coming, simply because he, he has not played anything close to his best golf. Really, I mean, you can go back a year almost to when he won this event back in 2019, and that was probably the last time he was 100% healthy. It was certainly the last time he was 100% confident. And he's really struggled since then. And, and it's kind of amazing how you can track this. His swing coach, Pete Cowan, who also works with Claude Harmon III, you know, when it comes to Brooks' swing, he hasn't been able to come to the United States since the pandemic shut down everything after the Players' Championship. So this is the first time last weekend that Pete and Brooks were able to sort of speak face-to-face. And so I caught up with, with Pete yesterday uh, on Thursday and I asked him, you know, how did it go? Was it was it more, you know, technical talk or was it more motivation? And I don't know what your your high school coaches called it. Mine called it a pep talk. Some some people can call it a, a blank chewing. You can fill in the blanks there however you want. Uh, Pete <laughs> called it a home truth. Oh. So he called it a home truth. And, and the way he's kind of described it to me is one of the things he told him is you're never going to win with an attitude like that. And it's amazing to me how Pete's probably the only person in the world that could tell Brooks Kepka that and you know if we're being honest there aren't many four-time champions that are going to take uh that sort of tongue lashing and but he was able to use it and he was able to use it in a, in a very interesting way he shot a first round 63 birdie his first four holes and you don't know you know going forward i mean he still has some swing issues and some stuff with his game that he needs to improve but it's absolutely fascinating to me i wrote in a column yesterday everybody needs to pete cowan because if he can sit down and do that with brooks he can do it with anybody that's wow. pretty 
That's pretty funny. You know, and, and the thing about Brooks right now is, I mean, he's in a position not to even <coughs> make it into the playoffs. He really has to he has to play some good golf if he wants to right now. I mean, right now and next week and that kind of thing, if he wants to get into those playoffs, which are only a couple of weeks away. They really are. I mean, he really only has two more chances. So it would be this week in Memphis and next week at the PGA Championship because I seriously doubt if he would add the Wyndham. Given his schedule, he's played pretty much every event since the restart to make it into the playoffs. And, and I asked him about that earlier this week, and, and obviously he wants to make it to the playoffs, but there is also sort of a silver lining there if he doesn't or if he kind of bows out of the playoffs a little bit earlier. As I mentioned, his left knee is still not close to 100%. So they need to decide – what he's going to do in the off season, and it's going to be a weird off season. So you know we have the U.S. Open and the Masters during the off season. So it's kind of odd you won't have a lot of time to figure out what you're going to do. But if you can take some time and you try to get some therapy on it, because right now the way he explains to me, he can't have surgery. So it's just a matter of sort of mitigating it and trying to make the best of the situation. Rex Hogger joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I love the fact that Brooks responds though to the old. Uh, you know, take take your uh, take the guy behind the woodshed, whatever you want to call it, and and just lay him out a little bit. I mean, I mean that's that's amazing that just with an attitude adjustment he can he can turn it on like that after a couple of missed cuts. So yeah, we might still have some knee issues, but that just kind of speaks a little to the heart of of Brooks and and the, his ability to motivate himself and I guess will himself uh, to play better golf. And I think this is the heart of the athlete, right? So we talk about this with Brooks all the time that you know he would probably be just as well suited in a NFL locker room or a college football locker room, to be sure. Because he loves that mentality. He loves the team sports mentality. And I think that's what sort of Pete brought to the table last Sunday when he sat him down. And it was, you can't really feel sorry for yourself. I mean, the way, the way Pete described it is you can't cry wolf and say that, you know, maybe you shouldn't be playing the game right now because the more times you cry wolf, eventually someone's going to stop listening. And you, you need to stay on top of these types of things. So, again, I, I wish I had a Pete Cowan in my life. I love it. Usually, we, usually if you're married, you have a Pete yeah. Cowan in your life, sort of. You know, that's. <laughs> and, uh, oh wait, no, shoot, no, Gina's in the other room. Sorry, no. I shouldn't have said that. So, no. hey, uh, hey Rex, uh, we're talking about some of the guys that that we're anxious to see play next week at the PGA, and and it seems like a lot of them are sort of on the IR. You know, you, you talk about you know what's Dustin Johnson going to do, what what's Tiger Woods going to do if he he's not playing this week. You know, and, and he's had success out there at Harding Park, um, not on the IR, but certainly game not playing. You know, at least what we expect out of Rory McIlroy, who's also had success at Harding Park. Talk about some of those other players, top players in the world that, that we would expect to be in the mix at any major championship, but specifically next week at Harding Park. Well, if you look at just kind of style of play over recent weeks, and it's amazing how it sort of ebbed and flowed. I mean, there was a time really after the restart that Bryson DeChambeau was probably, in my mind, the best player on the planet at the time. And, and look, the, the golf he's playing, I, I followed him on Thursday at TPC Southwind because I was just curious. He's a fascinating case day. It's not pretty golf. Uh, it's not the poetry that we're used to seeing from some players. I mean, when you sit and you think of Phil Mickelson's swing, think of Ernie Els' swing. I mean, that in my mind is sort of poetry in motion. That Brooke is, I mean, Bryson isn't that. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's an axe murderer. He, he's cutting down trees. But it's very effective. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with the results, but then you, you kind of fast forward and John Rahm wins at Memorial against a stacked field on a very hard golf course, takes over world number one. I think he would be one to watch. I, I think the, the fascinating one that I don't know, I, I would have thought that he could have turned the corner by now was Roy McElroy. And he struggled really bad on, on Thursday. I think it was four of a par on Thursday in Memphis. And I, I just thought 
after getting bounced out of the world number one spot, that's the exact kind of motivation that we've seen in the past from Roy that sort of motivates him and sort of snaps him out of whatever funk he happens to be in the moment. So I, I still have not given up hope for him because he has won at Harding Park. He won when the match play was there. And he's a he's the type of player you expect to emerge. I, I haven't seen it, but I'm still holding out hope. So, so Rex, it's, it's going to be interesting. We have our first major of the year coming up um, at the PGA Championship there at Harding Park. It's going to be a major championship without fans. We, we know that. Um, what do, do you think it's going to feel any different for the players? Do you think it's going to feel normal like they've been going through uh, the last four or five weeks? Or is it going to have a major championship feel to them? I think it's not going to feel any different. And, and that sounds odd. And I would be the first person to say, I'd be the first person to applaud the PGA Tour for what they've been able to do in the comeback. Um, not only are we competing, but they're doing it in a safe manner. I mean, the testing numbers speak for themselves. Uh, that being said, and, and again, I'll go back to Rory because he's usually the smartest person in the room, and that, that was the case earlier this week when he was sort of asked about, you know, does it feel like you're going to the season's first major? And he brought up the idea that, look, without fans, it almost feels like one tournament is not much different from the next. And the golf course is certainly going to be different. You know, Harding Park is going to be a major venue, but I would argue that Muirfield Village two weeks ago was a major venue just without the fans. And I, I, I certainly understand where he's coming from. And this isn't a complaint at all. I mean, we're all happy to be back competing. But without the fans, without that atmosphere, certainly we'll see it at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot and absolutely at the Masters when they play it in November. That, it just without the fans, I don't – a tournament loses that identity. So I think there will be an added level of, I don't want to say pressure, but maybe anticipation simply because we haven't played a major in over a year. But when the first ball goes in the air on Thursday, it's, I think it's going to start to feel a lot like it's felt the last eight weeks on tour. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting, right? Uh, and I thought Rory's comments were interesting, that how the fans you know, sort of put the fingerprint or the feel into each different event and each different tour stop. It, it's just sort of the personality of, of those of those events is the fans. And so you, you find with the venue, while the venue is different, the, the, the experience feels much the same. I, I guess I would have argued that it was mostly due to the golf course, right? I would have thought it was, you know, hey, it's the venue, it's the golf course you're playing because that's what we're used to, you know, as amateurs, you, you get different feels from different golf courses, which of course is there. But from an event standpoint, uh, really comes down to the fans. I thought, if nothing else, look, you know, applaud the fans and applaud the, the you know, the, the tour events and the, the, the tournament organizers for the way they create their own atmosphere at each different tour stop, huh? Well, and I think it, when you start talking about the major championships, and they do have their own personality. Like, for example, Wingfoot is going to have a New York personality. We all know what that means. It, it means boisterous fans. It, it means the occasional uh, guy in the crowd that doesn't know golf, that thinks he's at a Yankees game. And, and look, I mean, that's, we've come to appreciate that. That's what identifies New York area major championships. And then you kind of contrast that to the Masters. And we all know that the patrons are the best patrons in the world. Like, they know the game, and, and they, they know – uh, when to yell and when not to yell. It's, these are the signature moments. And, and Augusta is Augusta, and you're going to show up, and it's still going to be this beautiful golf course that you've dreamt about your whole life. But, no, I, I think when the first ball goes in the air, if there's no fans on Thursday at the Masters, it's going to feel different. Hmm. Other players, other storylines, what what are you excited to see take place next week at Harding Park? Well, it will be a major championship venue after we just got through talking about how, how it's going to be the same. And I think you saw that, you know, how that differentiates the certain players 
certain top players from the rest of the field at the Mirfield Village. And I kind of started thinking about this column earlier this week with Bryson DeChambeau. And look, the, the jury's still out. This is still a very, very young experiment. and He's going to evolve as a player and get better. But I thought after he got off of that tour start and then he wins at the Rocket Mortgage, and you're thinking, wow, there's nothing this guy can do. And however, in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, well, I, I need to see it on a golf course that's set up difficult. I need to see it on a major championship-style venue. That was Muirfield Village, and he missed the cut by a lot. And he struggled, and he got himself into trouble, and he spread it off the tee. And, and we all remember what happened there. This week at TPC Southwind's kind of the same, where there is going to be places where that style of golf, you know, let's call it Bryson Ball, it's going to be fun to watch, and he's going to be able to dominate golf courses, and it's going to be nothing but driver wedge all the way around. And then, then there's going to be courses like next week where he's not going to be able to do that. He's going to have to dial it back, and he's going to have to play from point A to point B. I think that's fascinating, and I think there's a lot of players that fall into that. And it'll be the fact that we haven't played one of these in over a year mm. is even more fascinating to me because guys are suddenly going to have to figure out that, all right, got to get out of this mindset. I've got to figure out how to play a major championship all over again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, It's going to be pretty interesting, no doubt about it. So who are some of your top picks? Who are some of the top guys that you're looking at besides Bryson? Well, I think John Rahm, uh, and again, he struggled in his first round as world number one on Thursday at Memphis. But I just look at the one, he has everything. I mean, Phil made that famous bet you know, years ago before he even turned pro that he was going to be a top 10 player within a year. And Colt knows had to pay a lot of money for that bet. And I probably would have too because, you just don't expect that, and I just think he has a complete game. The one thing I needed to see evolve, and I think we have seen that, is his mentality on the golf course and not allowing a bad break or a bad decision yeah. to affect the next shot, and he's done very good at that. So even though you know he got off to a slow start in Memphis, I fully expect him to be in the mix. Yeah, the other one, and this is, I mean, I'm not placating to you guys. It's, it's been a fascinating case study for me. It's Tony Finau. Mm. I think I think going into next week, and, and look, we can sit here and, and talk about missed opportunities, and there certainly have been a lot of missed opportunities when it comes to Tony. But if you just look at raw skills, if you take the resume away and you show me this guy can do X, Y, and Z versus this guy who can do X, Y, and Z, I think Tony has to be on everyone's short list. You know, it's it's an interesting discussion there, though, and I've thought a lot about it, and certainly he shows up in the microscope, but you're not in the microscope unless you're putting yourself in position to win and call him missed opportunities. It's sort of that, I, in fact, I don't even know it's so much the best player yet to win a major. Tony's looking for his second win on the PGA Tour, and, and everyone is wondering when that's going to come, but, you know, when you continue to put yourself on lists where you've had more top tens, like double uh, or more, than the next player without a win, uh, you know, it's hard to say it's a bad thing. I think most players, a lot of players that can't buy a top 10 would love to be in that kind of a list, right? So it's sort of a two-edged sword when you look at Tony. But you, when you have the skill and the people have the expectations and you personally have the expectations to go out and win every week, uh, top 10 start to be lose their luster a little bit. And I guess that's that's kind of what you're saying, huh? And I, I appreciate the relationship a player has with a caddy. I mean, my closest friends on tour are caddies. And I, I certainly understand and marvel at what they bring to that partnership. You know, it's, it's, you're just not carrying the clubs. You're, you're, you're more of a mental coach out there. You're more of a motivator. You're maybe even a cheerleader to a certain degree. And I know that Tony and his former caddy had a very close relationship, but I will applaud Tony for digging deep and deciding that, look, I, I'm in this position, all those things that you just said, and I need to figure out how to get to the next level. And maybe getting uh, another set of eyes and getting another voice on the bag is going to help. And, but he's going to sort of experiment, I think, and try to find someone that he's comfortable with. 
And uh, I, I, I'll applaud him on that because I think any little thing you can do, this is the 1% better thing, right? Anything yeah. you can do to try to get, get to that next level. For Tony, it's probably going to be a breakthrough moment, I would think. Mm. Well, good stuff, Rex. As always, man, we appreciate it. And uh, safe travels out there. Uh, hopefully you stay safe as well. And we'll, we'll have an event next week that we can call a major championship. First one in over a year, as you pointed out, which is exciting stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. Rex Hoggard, Golf Thanks, Channel, Rex. joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Our 102nd PGA Championship Preview Edition show continues next. Love what you've been seeing from Quater by Travis Matthew? Then you'll love the new additions to their golf footwear line, the Ringer and the Wild Card. Whether you're looking to just show up and swing or if you're looking for something that'll make you look like you know what you're doing, even if your game says otherwise, Quater's new premium performance golf shoes have something for everyone. First-time customers will receive 15% off their purchase when they visit Quater.com. That's 15% off your first Quater purchase when you visit www.Quater.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyper acuity what to improve your alignment and your putting accuracy that's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers hey now that's reliable and accurate and once you're lined up you can focus on making a great stroke just like bob always does which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com odyssey the number one putter in golf callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old same old it takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative and that's what callaway did with the new maverick driver maverick's flash face ss20 was designed using artificial intelligence a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created callaway's fastest most forgiving driver possible new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it Explore Maverick Drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You 
started it. That's Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thank you so much for joining us as we continue to look towards the 102nd playing of the PGA Championship next week at Harding Park. And we're really pleased to welcome in our next guest. He's the championship director for the 2020 PGA Championship, Barry Deach, kind enough to join us right now. Barry, how are you, sir? I'm great. Uh, B&B, all the way here from uh, Harding Park, San Francisco, the the fog is uh, lifted a little bit. We're looking for some sun to come off that Pacific Ocean. Wait a minute. That doesn't happen out there, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah, they call it foggist out here. So, uh, no, it's been kind of uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable for a Midwesterner to be in sweaters and a jacket and see people with uh, ski caps on. It's pretty amazing in the month of July. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see those players go from you know, pretty sweltering weather there in Memphis and and then turn around and it's summertime in August, but guys are still going to have to wear sweaters and jackets. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it is a, it is a, it is a microclimate like any other. So, uh, but I guess it really grows the grass really well. We just need a little bit more sun to fluff up that rough. There you go. I like it. I was going to ask you about that. We'll get into the setup, but uh, man, uh, you've directed several major championships, but never won during a pandemic. How unique has this experience been? Gosh, you know, it's a great question. I, I was telling a colleague the other day, your first major championship is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this one is, it reminds me a little bit it's like 2004 when it was whistling straights coming out party, to be quite honest. Yeah. Mm. And, and there was so much unknown about that venue. And I think in this situation, it feels sort of like that, meaning uh, there's a, you know, you're, you're excited for the championship, but there's a little bit of a relief that you're right upon it. Uh, so it's kind of a mixed bag. But I, I tell you what, what I'm most excited about in, in uh, my very first visit here, uh, there's these beautiful uh, Monterey Cypress trees, and I really felt like I was uh, back in the land of um, Planet of the Lost Apes. And they, and they literally all like, they literally like all jumped up and said, well, that was filmed just over the road, actually, down the street. And I'm like, you're kidding. So, you know, there's a feeling here that's hard to describe with the, with the Monterey Cypress trees that really litter the, the entire golf course. And still in 2004, where, you know, we had no real infrastructure at Whistling Straits that was pure golf, except for some grandstands and TV towers. You know, this will be completely just, you know, rope and stake, TV towers, and uh, pure golf. And I think, you know, imagine that and 170 hours of live television broadcast to 163 territories and countries around the world, uh, you know, just to the broadcast alone, over half a billion households. But you bring in the, the digital aspect of that and all the platforms, uh, you know, that could get nearly, you know, it'll reach just below a billion people. So I think people are really excited to have a first major championship. So I think we're really proud of that fact. Um, and I think through the help of Governor Newsom and the state of California, the city mayor, London Breed, and the city and county of San Francisco, uh, the Rex and Park Department with Phil Ginsburg and everybody here, and the staff and Kevin Tehan, the grand, I mean, it has truly been a village between our headquarters team, which has had to sort of reimagine a championship, and then all of you know, the protocols that we've been working closely. And, and actually, 
in, in an extraordinary way, working very closely with PJ Tour week in and week out. We couldn't be more uh, proud of that relationship and uh, indebted to uh, you know them taking the first step. So we've been lockstep with their uh, their championships and their tournaments that lead up to this one. So this is a this is a public golf course, Harding Park. Um, it's it's a first time that the PGA Championship has ever been held here uh, at this event. How excited are you to have it on this public venue um, that just the normal people can play? Yeah, extremely actually. And I think uh, you know this is six years plus in the making. You know, and a tribute to Dan Dillon, our general chair, and all the people with the city and former Mayor Ed Lee, who was the visionary who really worked in partnership with us in the PJ Tour and former Commissioner Tim Fincham and, and the Feet of America leaders to kind of put this idea and this vision together um, way back, I think it was announced, gosh, I think it was announced in 2016, if you will, at City Hall. And so here we are and then amidst the pandemic. And uh, one of the things I've learned uh, being here only 16 months on the ground, you know, it's an extraordinary communal city. Um, and that was part of the original design. I think there's a feeling of that has extended itself even through the pandemic, through the challenges that we're all facing. Um, and I think it's just to give, we're really proud to give the rest of the world a little respite and uh, some pure golf. Barry Deach is the tournament, the championship director, I should say, for the 2020 PGA Championship. So, obviously, there's some uniqueness that you've you've touched on already. Uh, Rory McIlroy last week or earlier this week said that every event seems to feel the same without the fans. The fans sort of put the foot or the fingerprint on and make it unique each and every venue that they go to. And so I guess the question is, without those fans, what, what unique things do you have in place to help these players realize that they are competing uh, in a different kind of an event than what they've had the last four or five weeks? Yeah, I think I'll put it into context. I mean, one is I think they, you know, authentically already know that just because the level of our purse and, you know, a major championship, regardless of fans or no fans, can really make the, the lifelong career of any professional golfer. But at the same time, when you have uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus and CBS Sports, you know, on a weekend coverage in the PGA Tour, you might have a combined hour of six hours. We're going to 170 hours. Mm. You know, so uh, so you look at the infrastructure. I know the staff here at, at TPC Harding Park, who have you know, process, you know, have hosted other PGA Tour events, including the President's Cup. You know, have told us this is the largest infrastructure build ever for the venue. And I'm like, oh my goodness, um, you know, this is not even a full fledged PGA Championship. So, you know, when you go from over 3,000 volunteers to around 245 volunteers, uh, when you expect 40,000 plus people to be on the venue uh, on any given championship day, and we're going to be no more than probably a thousand at the busiest time, less than 2,000 people totally credentialed for the week. Uh, so it's an extreme environment uh, in that regard relative to COVID-19. But uh, we continue to be in lockstep with PJ Tour and the CDC guidelines and really proud of our Back to Golf PJ of America guidelines in partnership with CDC and, and all of our PGA professionals who are really supporting the game throughout the country. You know, so in that regard, um, I think they know when you step on, you're, you're going to just see it from the broadcast infrastructure that's here, our television compound that's on site on the Fleming course. Um, one unique aspect actually is we took our grand PGA golf shop, the merchandise facility, which is roughly 46, 48,000 square feet. 
And uh, we had the flooring already done uh, around March 17th when the city shut down. We've reconverted that into our player locker room and, and caddy dining area. So it's probably going to be one of the biggest locker rooms ever in the history of the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah, wow, they're going to like that, no doubt about it. So tell us um, this unique golf course, Harding Park. Tell us about the course setup. What are you guys? What are you guys looking as far as fairway widths, green speeds, all that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I got to tell you what. I'm going to leave that to our chief championship officer, Carrie Hag, who really is in charge with that. But I can give you a couple of statistics. My my role is everything outside the ropes uh, to get so that he can concentrate when he arrives on site, and he's been here. Since Tuesday afternoon, just uh, preparing every piece of that golf course. But um, par 70, so taking two strokes off of par, which normally plays at 72. And um, in addition to that, we'll play just over 7,200 yards. I think official yardage is 7,251 yards. So five tees were added um, throughout the golf course uh, just to get to that extended length. But more importantly, I think the fairways. I apologize. See, you're hearing the, the beeping in the back. Hey, it's happening right now. It's happening. Okay. Yeah, it's real time, guys. Yep. That's real time. Uh, but I got to tell you, as far as the, the fairways are concerned, you know, it was a contouring bringing them in. A lot of them have been narrowed. Some of them have been widened to bring in some of the bunkers, the fairway bunkers, and and the green side bunkers more into play. Um, so I think it's going to be a tee shot uh, sort of championship. But you know, he sets it up fair for some exciting golf and. And uh, we always come down to the stretch with a, with a fantastic, exciting finish. So to Kerry Hanks' tri- tribute, I think he's upwards of over 30 PGA championships at this point. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Barry Deitch joining us here. I know your time's short. One last question for you. We talk about the 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 setup and, and all that you're doing for the players. How about the fans? You mentioned the 40,000 a day that are not going to be there are going to be glued to those hours and hours of television coverage. We're looking forward to that. What about some other aspects? What are some ways that fans can consider consume and participate and be entertained by next week's PGA championship? Great question. Uh, In fact, I would just encourage everybody to go to pgachampionship.com. It will be our largest live coverage of the PGA championship uh, from a digital standpoint. And then in partnership with CBS sports and ESPN, I mean, you know, how great is it going to be have sports center live from Harding park? I mean, um, Think of that audience. Uh, think of how what a reach that's going to be. Uh, but our interactive team um, is actually the most robust we've ever had. We've taken a media facility that typically would credential around anywhere 800 to 1,000 media, and we're down to roughly you know 50 desks in a media center. But we've got over 400 you know media outlets that have uh, signed on to our virtual media center for the yeah. first time. Extraordinary robust. Uh, a lot of work has gone into that. So a lot of reimagination of a major championship, and uh, you're going to see it here, and I think we're going to involve with a lot of it as we go forward. Well, Barry, we'll miss seeing you out there. Uh, we've enjoyed uh, participating in many of the PGAs. In fact, Bob and I were on the call with CBS Radio back in the 04 PGA at Whistling Straits. Yep. So uh, it's been uh, we've enjoyed the, our relationship with the PGA, and, and we'll miss being there, but we'll be part of that virtual team, and we wish you all the best and, and uh, continued success. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thanks for the interview, and thanks for the tune-in. We look forward to next week. All right, you got it. Thanks, guys. Okay, sure appreciate it. Barry Deitch joining us. He's the championship director for the 2020 PGA Championship. Tees off next week at Harding Park. Finally, a major after over a year's time. All right, we'll take a short break. Uh, More Real Golf continues next. 
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to Barry Deach, Championship Director for next week's PGA Championship. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, also joining us here on hour number one. Still to come on the back nine, America's favorite caddy. We're going to do an extended interview with uh, the caddy about Harding Park, the setup, what he sees, what he expects. So deep dive into Harding Park, plus his take on caddies that we didn't get from a week ago as part of that discussion. It's all coming up on the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. It's next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob. Back after this. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
everyone knows mail-in ballots are a disaster. You just have to take a look at the last recent. Take a look at New York City. Look at New York. They're still counting your ballots, Pat. President Trump speaking at the White House, sharing his thoughts on mail-in ballots. The president continues. They had a race, a small race by comparison. By comparison, tiny. It's so messed up. They have no idea there are ballots missing. Thousands and thousands of ballots are missing. They think they're going to send hundreds of millions of ballots all over the United States and it's going to come out. You won't know the election result for weeks, months, maybe years after. President Trump referring to a congressional race in New York City there. CDC Director Robert Redfield telling a House panel that continuing to isolate children is harmful and the nation needs to get schools reopened this fall. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've been on this balance of nature for quite some time now. I know that what you put in your body is critical to your health. I listen to AM radio out of Dallas, and you have these people on there witnessing about the differences made in their life. All these people aren't lying about this. I had not even had as much as a cold since I've been taking this, and I'm telling you, my energy level has increased unbelievable. So I'm impressed with it. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The Milwaukee Brewers home opener versus the St. Louis Cardinals on Friday was canceled due to members of the St. Louis Cardinals team coming down with COVID-19. This, followed by the Miami Marlins, has Major League Baseball searching for answers. New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo says teams are welcome to come to New York. New York State has a full Department of Health protocol system in place. We have a testing system in place. Uh, I offer to Major League Baseball, if you're having problems playing in other states, come play here. At least one team has taken the governor up on his offer as the Toronto Blue Jays are now playing their home games in Buffalo. Hurricane watches are now in effect along Florida's east coast as a Category 1 storm approaches the Bahamas. Hurricane Isaias is less than 300 miles southeast of Nassau in the Bahamas and picking up steam. You're listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. There's a new group of people with long-term COVID-19 symptoms. USA Radio Network's John Hunt has the details. New studies are showing that COVID-19 symptoms can linger for weeks and months after a diagnosis may be wide-ranging and include everything from joint pain and fevers to hair loss and double vision. In fact, those patients, self-nicknamed the long haulers, reported experiencing 98 different symptoms in a survey that was just released. 
According to Natalie Lambert, an associate professor of medicine at Indiana University School of Medicine said they're not quite sick enough to be hospitalized, but they are suffering from very severe symptoms for longer times while staying at home. Lambert partnered with a COVID-19 support group called Survivor Corps to survey patients on the group's Facebook page about their symptoms. Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine believes closing bars early will stem the spread of COVID-19. The governor is asking the Liquor Control Board for an emergency order to force bars and restaurants to stop serving alcohol at 10 p.m. We do not want to shut down Ohio bars and restaurants. That would be devastating to them. But we do have to take some action and see what kind of, what kind of results we get from, from this action. To date, there's no science that indicates you are more likely to get COVID-19 after 10 o'clock. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government, and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back in. It's hour number two of the show, the back nine. Thanks for joining us. You know, uh, you start looking at uh, WGC going on this week. you also got Barracuda at Tahoe. The LPGA returns this week, which is great to see. They're in uh, Toledo, Ohio. The Corn Ferry Tour is in Omaha. The European Tour is being played. I mean, this is a Champions Tour in Flint, Michigan. Yep. Mike Weir, by the way, uh, nice stuff that Kenny said about him last week. Uh, he's making his Champions Tour debut this week. So there's a full slate of events. It almost feels normal again, Bob, with yeah. all the events that are being played and a major championship on the horizon next week. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to see how this has all come about, how all the tours are playing. Um, you know, we're we're missing fans, but uh but everybody's playing. You know, there there have been some uh LPGA tour players that have tested positive for COVID, so they're they're gonna have to sit out for a few weeks. But for the most part, um golf is alive and well. Uh, championship golf, um, professional golf, and it's pretty exciting. No Tiger this week at the WGC. Of course, he said he felt it was in his best interest to not play this week in order to best be prepared for next week at the PGA Championship. You're talking about, what, four rounds 
since February that Tiger competitive rounds that he has played. What's your thoughts on? I, I know he doesn't usually play back to back, you know, weeks leading into a major championship, but uh, I, I'm not so sure he's a guy that you're going to want to pick going into next week at the PGA where he's had such little competition and maybe some question marks surrounding his his back and his ability to perform. We know it's not going to be very warm uh, there on Lake Merced. Well, you know, it may not be, but it's it's the kind of track and it's the kind of grass that Tiger's played well on. He understands it from from growing up. It's very similar to Pebble Beach and some of those other courses in that area. Um, So I think, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity for Tiger. But what Tiger is doing right now is he's pacing himself for the playoffs to be able to to be in the playoffs and playing his way all the way through and then getting ready for a U.S. Open championship and then another major at the Masters in November. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, let's be honest uh, that he he got he, he made the comeback complete. Yes, he got a win. He. He got the major championship, yep, number fifteen, mm-hmm. and now it's now it's that's the chase that's back on. Got to start cherry picking now. Th- that, but that's what he wants. He wants sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, that's and ultimately right. nineteen. Right? I mean that right. that's what Tiger's focused on. Yep. All right, we'll, we got to take a short break here. We'll come back. We'll we'll get more into this uh, PGA Championship preview. The caddy's still to come as well. Thanks for joining us, Brian and Bob, right here on Real Golf Radio. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver a an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment-enhancing triple-track technology, so you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com odyssey the number one putter in golf you might remember our supercomputer that number crunching golf junkie that harnessed its ai brilliance to create flash fakes a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver well after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing we gave it a new challenge to design faces for the number one irons in golf so our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of play. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer... It's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf.
In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded. Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X 2020 golf ball available at a pro shop near you. We had a great hour number one, thanks to uh, Rex Hoggart and Barry Deitch, uh, championship director for the PGA, for joining us. Also still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, America's favorite caddy will join us, and we'll get his take. We missed him last week in the caddy discussion. We'll get him caught up on that, plus his uh, preview of Harding Park side of next week's 102nd playing of the PGA Championship and our first major in over a year. So excited to talk with the caddy about that, get his take on this uh, wonderful golf course and what he expects to see out of the players. By the way, if you missed any part of the show, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at RealGolf where we'll download all of our interviews and the shows in their entirety. They're available on SoundCloud and uh, any podcaster site in which you like to uh, consume your media. You can find us there. Just search Real Golf Radio or Golf Radio. And uh, that's where you can find us on Twitter, at Real Golf uh, as well. So we appreciate you being with us. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. Welcome to August, if you can believe it. And we do have a major championship on the horizon, Bob. Uh, WGC oh, yeah. event playing right into a major. You know, this is kind of what we what we'd been longing for for a couple of months in the shutdown. Unfortunately, still no fans to provide that atmosphere that Rory said has been missing. And it's going to be interesting to see how everybody um, – looks at this major championship without fans. Um, you know, the, the best players, I think, get a good rush of adrenaline, um, being able to uh, feed off the fans and, and the shots that they hit, the drives that they hit, all that kind of thing. It's going to be tough for some of them. Like Rory has said, it's, it's just different. But I'll tell you what, this setting of there at Harding Park, um, the course setup, being a major championship, I think these guys are going to be jacked up. There's a, it means a lot, doesn't it? Obviously, yeah, it does. more than just Absolutely. winning is it? Yep. It's this is a this is the chance to be part of history. Um, it's a chance to um, you know set yourself up for the next five years. You know, in professional golf, to really change your the, the trajectory the of your setter. career. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no, there's no question. Do you remember what what did your dad say about the PGA Championship? Your dad, of course, Billy Casper, having won two U.S. Opens and the 1970 Masters. What what was his take on the PGA? I know Arnold Palmer was uh, only missing the PGA from completing the Career Grand Slam, so right. plenty of great players never to have won this event. But did he have any sort of feeling about this? Was it ever anything he talked about? Yeah, he loved the PGA Championship. He loved being able to compete. Um, he lost a few times uh, in playoffs and was close, but never quite was able to get over the top. Well, it's as I mentioned, lots of uh, great players that that have been 
just that close. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Again, the PGA Championship, uh, it'll be the 102nd playing next week. It was first played in 1916 as a match play tournament until 1958 when it was first played as a stroke play event. And, of course, players will compete for that Wanamaker trophy. It's the first major championship, as we mentioned, in over a year, formerly known as Glory's Last Shot. It went from fourth on the major list to second last year to first this year, as we haven't seen a major since the Open Championship over a year ago. And then Harding Park, Bob, when we when we talk about Harding Park, right there on Lake Merced in San Francisco, mm-hmm. it's just across the way from Olympic Club, where, speaking of your dad, he won a U.S. Open there in 1966. It's got those signature cypress trees, originally Same built... Deal. Yep. Huh? Same feel. Really same. Yeah, similar feel there. Originally built in 1925 by Willie Watson and Sam Whiting. Major renovations taking place in 2005 to get it ready for championship play. So it's playing at 7,234 yards. It's a par 70 converted. A couple of par fives being played as par fours for the championship. And uh, it's a it's got a rating of 74.3 and a slope of 129. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Which, in your mind, if you're hearing that, of course, that could just be everyday conditions. Uh, during the championship, could be a little bit higher than that, certainly depending sure. on how they set it up. But how, how does your uh, five handicapper score under those conditions? You know, especially with, uh, you know, probably more narrow fairways, a little bit more rough, that type of thing. Yeah, you know, in, in major championship conditions, golf courses always play um, a lot tougher than what than what they would normally be so you know a a guy that's a five handicap is probably going to play this golf course um in the 80s somewhere it's it's a it's going to be a difficult test the ball does not go as far as it normally would because of uh elevation uh because of moisture in the air because it always seems to be a little bit cooler and so it's it's going to be a tough test but we're going to see some guys that play really well on this golf course and um, that are gonna that are gonna shine and become a PGA champion here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to the caddy about this. There's a couple holes I want to ask him about. Of course, the par fives. We're always looking at the par fives, Bob. Number four is 607 yards. It's a dogleg yep. left. I think it's gonna be tough to reach uh, in two. And number ten is a 562 yard par five. And at least according to the notes. Uh, from the the golf course should be pretty gettable for these guys. And then you've got two holes that are potentially drivable par fours, number seven, 340 yards, and number 16, 336 yards. So, you know, anytime they they bring that into play, it gets the guys to really – to really go at it. And, and, you know, and they're they're aggressive enough um, that that it doesn't matter. They'll they'll hit it. They'll go at that green and – you know they can get it up around uh, up around the hole and get it up and down from from just off the green so if they don't hit the green they're still going to be able to score on those two holes yeah i would expect from what we saw at memorial uh, well i should say sorry the week before memorial mm-hmm. uh, around uh, Muirfield village the guys are going to be absolutely going after those you have to play aggressively especially on those particular holes this event bob or this venue has had already some pretty historic events yep. where some of the guys that are playing next week have fared very well. Yeah, Tiger Woods in, uh, what was it, 2005, he won the, um, the American WTC Express. American Express and uh, beat John Daly in a three-hole playoff. Daly missed a, a short putt on the third extra hole, and Tiger was able to win. 
then uh, that that was in 2006. 2009, the President's Cup was played there, and Tiger went 5-0 and um, in, in, and led the team to a win there. And then in 2015, the WGC match play was played there. That was run, won by Rory McIlroy. So both McIlroy and Tiger have won on this particular venue. So I'm excited to see how guys play. Uh, you know, looking at uh, the defending champ, Brooks Kepka, uh, he's the two-time defending champ. Yep. And as I went through some of the winners of this event, nobody has won this, the PGA three years in a row, unless you go back to Walter Hagen back in the match play era, who has five PGAs. He won four in a row from 1924 through 1927. Of course, Brooks has back-to-back. Tiger's got back-to-back twice. And, um, you know, Rory, VJ, and Brooks, the only players with multiple PGAs in the last 25 years. You go back to Nick Price mm-hmm. before that. Yeah. And, you know, Nick Price um, played some great golf during that era, but Tiger Woods came along and, and kind of slammed the door on Nick Price and Greg Norman. Uh, those shortly, a little bit later on um, in their careers. But, um, but yeah, uh, Tiger Woods, phenomenal champion with uh, multiple uh, majors and multiple PGA championships. But four then, PGAs, yeah. Yeah, four PGAs. But then you see Brooks Kepka come along and get the back-to-back, and this would be a three-peat. So, you know, he's he's sharpening up his game this week. He, you know, had a great round in the first round at uh, in Memphis, but, uh, but I'll guarantee he's pointing and working towards What's going to happen at Harding Park? Well, you're talking major history, Bob. There's only two yep. players that have three PGAs, Gene Sarazen and Sam Snead. Uh, Tiger has four. Nicholas and Hagen have five. And Brooks has an opportunity to join those uh, players with three and uh, become the only player besides Hagen to get three in a row. So uh, pretty historic stuff that could happen next week at Harding Park. We'll take a short break. Caddy joins us next for a little more of a deep dive, not only into the caddy discussion, but into Harding Park. Stay tuned. More Real Golf continues next. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Uh, As we continue here at our preview of the 102nd playing of the PGA Championship, Harding Park, and I'm excited to learn uh, some more about Harding Park, plus get some more insights from the caddy. We missed him last week, and we wanted to get some caddy insights, so let's get right to it. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, Caddy, we missed you last week. How are you, bud? I'm doing pretty good. What's what's happening? You know, last week we had a pretty interesting discussion about caddies, uh, right around the idea that Tony Finau split ways with Greg Bodine after, you know, about five years together and since his rookie year. Uh, Kenny Perry joined us and talked. We asked him about it, and, you know, he split with Fred Sanders or Fred Saunders, uh, well, I think they were together almost 20 years when they parted ways, and he talked about how difficult it was and how they become like family and things. Yeah. I, anyway, I wanted to get your perspective as a caddy. When you see caddy changes, and we hear that, uh, um, although it's a little bit different, but J- Jason Day parted ways with, with Colin, who wasn't on the bag anymore, but was his swing coach and mentor and had been on the bag for a long time. Though, when you hear those things, I mean, what, what goes through your mind? That's normal. Mm. It comes with the territory, there's, huh? There's not many that stick for a long, long time, are there? 
Mm, not not most of them um, for for different reasons though. So when I started caddying, Bob, when you were out there caddying and playing, uh, guys never had regular bags. Everybody would jump all over the place all the time. And and now it's become quite the opposite, where you just work for somebody. Period. Um, so it's 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 changed into that. In fact, there was a rule. We think we spoke about it before. There's a rule in the PGA of America when they were running the show that you couldn't caddy for the same guy three weeks in a row. Interesting. Or something I did like not that. know that. Yeah, hmm. that was a rule. That was an actual rule in the early 70s. You could not work for the same player for more than a couple weeks in a row. So that's wow. a weird so, one. So, so Tony Finau um, split ways, um, basically said that he was going to have his brother caddy for him for a couple of weeks, and then – you sent us out a text earlier on in the week saying that, no, that wasn't the case, that he was going to have this other caddy. Tell us a little bit about that guy that, that's working for Tony right now. Mark Urbanek. Mark Urbanek. There you go. Who apparently is not yet a household name by pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Mark's been out quite, quite a long time. I don't know him very well. Um, I know he's a pretty darn good player himself. Um, pretty pretty quiet guy. Uh, but I, I, I don't know him very well, but uh, good good for him. I think he might have been working for uh, Uline. I believe and, uh, he did, yep. He's going to yep. have a little tryout with Tony. I think it's a one-weeker uh, and see what happens kind of a thing. But what I haven't talked to Mark about it, so I really don't know. Interesting. When you said you line, yeah, who has he who has he worked for? I think he might have won. If, I'm trying to think if he won. Wells was it Wells Fargo with um, James Hahn? I think you're I right. Think, yeah, I think he won there with Hahn. Um, so yeah, he's been around. He knows his stuff. He's 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 he's, he's one of the good one of the good ones for sure. So we'll see what happens with Tony. Tony, uh, look, Tony's, Tony needs to shake something up on his uh, Sunday performance. Um, Tony's a little bit like Ricky, I think, Ricky Fowler, in that everybody, there's nobody who doesn't like those guys or want them to succeed. They're very well liked um, by everybody. And so, uh, gosh, I mean, but yeah, the, you, you sure want to see Tony figure it out the way Tom Watson figured it out in his career. Um, Watson had to figure it out at one time and he did. So hopefully Tony will figure it out. So we, I guess we, I looked at it as a little bit more emotional last week than what you're leading on. You're like, Hey, this is the nature of the business. You know, everybody's professionals. They realize this happens, but I, I have to think it's still kind of, you know, I mean, you were with your last player for, I don't know how many years, but he still remains a close friend to you today. I imagine if he had to sit down and have that conversation with you, that would probably be pretty difficult. Uh, I, well, I, I haven't experienced anything difficult in my entire time caddying uh, at all. Uh, what? <laughs> as far as those examples go. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I, that's why you're America's favorite kind of, caddy. Well, I've been lucky, very, very lucky in that way. For example, I've never, I've never 
had to look for a, a bag caddying ever. Mm. I just, and it, it's, it's by luck um, or by circumstance or being in the right place at the right time, right then. I, it, I just haven't had to do that. So, so that's lucky. But at the same time, when you, if you want to keep working for your player and you get told that, yeah, Hey, I want to make a change. It's a rejection and rejection, the something that's going to hurt period to some degree, sometimes a lot, sometimes maybe not so much. Um, but it just will, it's, it's always a rejection. So that would be difficult to deal with. And when I was watching Tony the next week, I thought, yeah, he's going to, he's definitely going to win because that's what happens. You know, you, you, you break a guy been with you forever and then boom, you pop one the next week and just a rub salt in the wound, you know, <laughs> that's, but of course it didn't, didn't quite pan out that way, but, um, it's, it's, it's obviously a difficult thing. You hope that, that, you know, his caddy will find another good player in not too long a stretch of time, but the stuff ebbs and flows. It's like anything else. You don't know where, where you're going to end up, what's going to happen next. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Just, it's just like life. There's no guarantee. Hard to forecast it. It's not impossible. Um, but it's part of the job, and it's like being a coach. And look at all the coaches who get fired and then get yep. hired. And last I checked, Tom Brady won like a thousand Super Bowls, and he's not with New England anymore, is he? No. So that stuff happens. It's just, it's just. That's why I was saying, you know, what what did you feel when you? What was your reaction when you heard about that? I'm like, that's normal. That was my yeah. reaction. It's mm-hmm. yeah. not surprising. It's not surprising. I didn't say it didn't stink for the caddy. Um, so far, we don't know. It may have been the greatest thing that ever happened to him in his life, and yeah. he might just not know it yet. You yeah. just don't know. Mm. You don't know. So tell us a little bit about TPC Harding Park. Next week is the PGA Championship. Woo! Give us a little preview of that golf course and, and what we can expect. Well, since we're in, you know, based in the Utah area, and I've watched a lot of these I, I, in fact, this will show you how commercials don't always strike, but the weight loss commercials featured by a very attractive certain woman from Utah who's a very popular singer. A little bit country. A little country, a little rock and roll. That might be her. Okay. Um, Basically, (laughs) Harding Harding Park went through about the same kind of slim down on the fairway width. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that everyone will find Harding Park as beautifully attractive as I find this particular singer. We Let's, let's, let's just go back to golf. Um, so anyway, I'm dying saying, over here. That was your analogy to say saying. that the, that the PGA of America has narrowed the fairways for the PGA <laughs> championship. <laughs> well, look, uh, Someone staying up too late. Five months I've been locked it up in my house by myself. And I was just looking at the fairways at hard. Those things have really slimmed down. And then the ad came on, and it's just not enough. And you thought, hey, what a great. (laughs) What an analogy. Oh, that's. That's awesome. That's I was gonna say you're staying up way too late watching TV, man. You're you're getting sucked into those. Oh, I think it's a Brian. I think I need to get on. 
I, I need to get on the same program that Harding Park went on. Maybe I can call Kerry Haig and he can come start. Kerry, are you available as a personal trainer after the PGA is over? Because if, I'd if, love to be half the side. If not, call Marie. She'll help you out. <laughs> hey, Kenny. That would be a bit. If you want to get me out to Utah... Oh my gosh! The caddy's got a the caddy's got a he's crush got, on Marie Osmond. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move back. Uh, this could get this could go way off the rails, but I, this is an entertaining thing. All right, so uh, oh, so a couple. Of, I want to ask you about four holes. That I was, you know, Bob and I always look for the par fives, especially when you got a par seventy. You know, it's converted par seventy. So uh, you got number four, six hundred and seven yard dogleg left par five. Is that going to be reachable for the guys in two? Normally you would say, yeah, but the problem with Harding Park is that you've got the cool, wet morning weather, seed level golf course, ball doesn't go as far. Mm, it'll be the longest 600-yard hole the guys will play this year on tour. Mm. Mm. And then, conversely, you got number 10, which is very gettable at just 562, huh, par 5. Yeah, but again, the issue is that these fairways are tight, and the big question is, even if the rough is short, you hit it in the rough in the morning with the dew out there, and it has been foggy out there in the mornings recently, and you know what that does. (laughs) You know what that's like. It's it's just hard to move it out of that rough, no matter, even if you are Brooks Koepka. By the way, can can I mention, I want to, I want to give Bryson DeChambeau a nickname. I think, did I do it already? I think, I think you did, did, and I like it. Bison DeChambeau. Yeah. He's Bison as, DeChambeau. As big and as strong as a, as a buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just drop the R. He, I mean, look, yeah, so, so I, I really, big question mark in my head is how thick is the rough going to be? Is it actually going to be an advantage for the Bombers? I think so, because I think everybody's going to be in the rough. And you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna you're gonna be want to want to be as far down there as you can. And there's it's not the course is not tight as far as tree lines and branches go. It's it's tree line, but it's really not in the way, except for a couple shots. Not like it's, Olympic. Number not like Olympic. No, number four, the hole you mentioned, those trees can get in the way very easily. So I don't think you're gonna see a whole lot of guys getting in near that green too. Yeah. It, I, I, I mean, you, you just gotta, you gotta be Tony Finau or Bryson just splitting the fair, splitting a twenty-eight yard wide fairway that dog legs left. I mean, that's a demanding shot, and then you got a shot at it maybe, but you're probably only flying it. You still got to fly it two ninety or something to get to the front. Yeah, Man, that's a, that's a big ask in those conditions. Yeah. So, so, so the setup of the golf course, of course, it's going to be. Uh, the the year's first major championship, the PGA Championship, is it going to feel like a major to the guys, even even without having all the fans there? Oh man, it's I think it's going to feel so much like a major. You can't believe it. I I, I think it's going to be amped versus playing because we just haven't had one for a year. Yeah, over a year. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, I think this is a big deal. I think it's. I think guys are going to feel it. Definitely, it's going to be. Maybe even. Granted, the, the the fans do make a big difference on stuff, but yeah, they're 
they're going to feel it. It's, it's going to be different for sure. Hey, Caddy, going back to the golf course, the other two holes I wanted to ask you about is number seven and number 16. Seven is a 340-yard par four. I'm wondering if they move the tees up, if we see guys go at it. And then number 16, 336-yard par four, I, I, I'm guessing that that one, you know, that one, that, you know, guys are going to go for one or both of those at some point, huh? Absolutely. The, those are actually the widest fairways on the course. Hmm. As you get closer, yeah, they are. They're the widest fairways on the course. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to – those are going to be enjoyable to watch, um, especially seven. Seven's got some interesting things that can happen if you go for that green, depending on pin placements. And you can have some interesting, tricky little second shots. Um, 16's a little more friendly, I'd say, around the green. You hit in that front green side bunker, it's not too bad. So – but you'll definitely see a lot of guys loading up, loading up for bear, cow, cow bear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So take us down the stretch. We talk about 16, drivable par four. Uh, take us down 17 and 18, par three, par four. 17 is short par three with a pretty demanding green. It's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough little shot. It's not – with its yardage, um, even though it's a pretty short hole. Um, 18, they took the fairway in from the left side a lot, try to push you out to the right. Uh, it's just going to make the whole play really long. And that's a tough second shot if you're coming in from 200, 210, which I think a lot of guys will be. Um, but, yeah, that, that, fairway, that fairway narrowed to really force you right towards the bunkers. Um, you're not going to see a whole lot of guys going way over that left corner because that rough's in the way. And then you have a tough angle to the green out of that rough. So shorter shot, but pretty tough angle. But that, mm. that's a that's a hole. If you need a four to win this thing on that hole, uh, it's it's a challenge. It's, not, it's no gimme. That's for sure. It's far from that. So you talked about players that hit a long ways and how they'll probably have an advantage. Who are some of the guys that you're looking at that uh, that could really uh, take over this championship? Well, if if Bryson, if Memorial was a blip for Bryson, which we don't know yet, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how he's. I, I haven't I, since I've been driving across the country. I haven't been able to. I have no idea what's going on with the golf tournaments that are going on. Believe it or not, but. But uh, if it was a blip for him, it should be good. As lo- maybe as long as he doesn't run into any officials along the way, um, he'll be fine. But but um, so I think he's got to be he's got to be a pick if he if he has a good good tournament at 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 the uh, at St. Jude's. I, I think I think he's a he's a top pick. He knows been playing well. He bombs it. I think Tony's Tony's got to be in there. Uh, DJ big question mark. Um, I do know didn't Brooks rip it up? At, at the yeah, got off to a hot in start. The first round, hot start, yeah. Hot start, first round. I mean, all of a sudden, what a shocker! Major championship around the corner. Guess who wakes up? <laughs> I mean, he's he's shown no signs of any kind of life, and then boom! Guess what, Brooks? Bring the major championship bell. Here I come. Well, you know, so, Caddy, maybe, if he were to win next week, he would be the first player in PGA Championship history in the stroke play 
portion since 1958 to win three in a row. Walter Hagen won four in a row back in the 20s when it was match play, but uh, only uh, only back-to-back winners in the PGA since it's become stroke play. That's pretty wild, that. Watch out for just Thomas. He's got bones on the bag. Mm. Got bones on the bag. Y'all what about Tiger and Rory? Daddy. They both have won on this golf course. Yeah. Uh, so Tiger, that's the real familiar grass that he grew up with. Went to college right there in the area. He's real, really com- got to be really comfortable on that grass. That Poana type, wet Poana bent grass type stuff. Um, that that's that's just in his DNA and his wheelhouse. Rory. Normally, I'd say I'd love Rory on this course because he drives it pretty straight, super long, and all that. Um, just have to see what kind of form he's in when he gets there. Mm. But DJ, of course, what's going on with DJ? We have an injury here. Is it better? What? Got to got to fill me in. I don't know. It's TBD. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any insight for you on that. Sorry, brother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, I. So, so those. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards the bombers on this course, big time. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Well, yeah. safe travels across the country. We appreciate you taking some time, breaking it down for us. It'll be fun to watch a major next week. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it, and it, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, Good stuff, yeah. Hope everybody's safe and sound, and golf continues its impressive run through uh, difficult times. Well done. Well done by the uh, people who are figuring all this stuff out. They're doing a heck of a good job, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right there with some great insight. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how this thing plays out. First major, as we said, Glory's last shot went from fourth to second to first. And uh, Harding Park will host the first major championship in over a year in professional golf. We'll take a short break. Show continues next right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. 
Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new Chromesoft 2020. This ball changes everything. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks to the caddy for spending some time and for humoring us and uh, enlightening us. The Marie thing is going to stick with him for a long oh, time. I'll tell you why. what. That was classic. <laughs> hey, when it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls are now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. When it comes to WGCs, major championships, and tour events worldwide, more players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf and uh, we again thank all those who have joined us today it's been fun looking forward to a major championship in fact let's look at it a little bit you start talking about some of the past champs bob uh we ran down the list hagan and nicholas record five pgas tigers got four sarazen and sneed have three kepka looking to join him with threes got back to back along with rory mcelroy and vj singh they both have uh, all three of those players have uh, two wins, two PGAs, and they're the only players with multiple PGAs in the outside of Tiger with, uh, in the last 25 years. Uh, Brooks Kepka last year, Bob, won mm-hmm. by two shots at eight under par over Dustin Johnson. We were still trying to figure out what in the heck this Brooks guy's all about, and yeah. he continued to prove what he was all about. I thought last year's win at Bethpage was a huge statement win. Dustin Johnson was in the mix. Um, uh, Jordan Spieth was in the mix. I mean, he he really steadied himself and played some gutsy golf when he had some of the best in the world chasing him down. Um, you know, he did, and uh, it was it was pretty fun to watch. Um, both the last two that he's won, but last year at Bethpage Black, he he played some great golf. Um, but 
you know, faltered a little bit down the stretch, but mm. was able to complete it and get and knock it out. Yeah, well, and then again, two shot win last year, two shot win the year before at Belle Reve in yeah. St. Louis. And remember, Tiger closed with that sixty four in the final round, and then everyone was ticked, kind of like when your dad beat Palmer at Olympic that uh, that basically. Uh, Brooks wrecked yeah. it. You know, he wrecked the, the what would have been a, this historic win by Tiger Woods at the time. He hadn't got that 15th major. So, um, anyway, nonetheless, uh, a nice, uh, obviously an impressive win and back-to-back wins at the PGA Championship for Brooks Koepka. Um, You know, you, you just mentioned my dad's name. Um, he had, what, he had nine top tens in the PGA Championship. He wow. had one, two, he had two run, runners-up. He, he finished second in his very first PGA championship that he played in 1958. Um, hey, and then, really? Uh, so he played what? the very first stroke play uh, PGA. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He had a second place there. He had a second place in 65, a third place in 66 after he had won the U.S. Or, yeah, after he'd won the U.S. Open. Um, he had a sixth in 68, a second in, in 71, and a fourth in 72. And then the um, one of one of his last competitive years – uh, his last PGA Tour win was in New Orleans in 75. He finished fifth in 75. So kind of fun to look back there and reminisce a little bit and see what he was able to do in PGA Championships. He played well. Billy Casper, legend indeed. 51 wins in his yeah. illustrious career. Three major championships. Um, go back to some of the other winners at the PGA uh, we mentioned Brooks getting it in 2019 and 2018. Justin Thomas in 2017 at Quell Hollow. Jimmy Walker at Baltusrol. Uh, Jason Day at Whistling Straits. Rory McIlroy at Valhalla in 2014. Jason Duffner at Oak Hill in 2013. Can't forget the little pat. And uh, 2012, <laughs> it was McIlroy in record fashion at Kiwa Island. Yeah. So all great champions. You know, a couple of those guys were able to get their first and only major championship. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is a golf, this is an event that lends itself towards um, first time major championship winners or only, only, uh, you know, you think about Sean McKeel, you think about Duffner. Um, some of those guys are, are Keegan guys Bradley. That, yeah. Keegan Bradley. Um, they, they all had great weeks. They were able to win. Um, but they haven't uh, turned that into another major championship or parlayed it into multiple, you know, uh, wins to get to get up to ten or twelve or whatever as far as champion champion. Well, you look at it also fav- you know it favors Americans as well. Yes. I threw yeah. this stat out in in the first hour, but you have eighty three wins of the PGA Championship by. You know, Americans, 58 yes. of them, 58 Americans winning 83 championships. Mm-hmm. And the next closest, Bob, the next closest is five from Australia, 83 to five. That's what the U.S. has dominated in the PGA Championship. England has a pair, South Africa with a pair, Zimbabwe with a pair, Nick Price, Fiji yeah. with a pair, VJ, uh, Northern Ireland with a pair, Rory. Um, Ireland gets one. Mm, Patty? Yeah, Patty. Uh, mm-hmm. South Korea and Germany each with one. So that that's your list of PGA champion winners by nationality. But yeah, I mean, if you're betting on anyone that's a non-American next week, <laughs> you know, you uh, you might want to get, get good odds. Yeah, you might want to get some good odds on that one because uh, definitely seems to favor those from the red, white, and blue. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll wrap up our preview of next week's PGA Championship next as we continue right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to all of our guests. It's time for that uh, final thoughts here, Bob. And uh, before we throw our picks out there, there are a couple of uh, late entrants getting in some alternates, huh? Yeah, some alternates. 96 of the top 100 players in the world will be playing. Missing will be Lee Westwood, Shingo Imahira, uh, Thomas Peters and Eddie Pepperell, which makes room for Troy Merritt, Taylor Gooch, and Russell Henley. Woohoo! All so, right, Troy. Uh, yeah, get to see them play. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, time for picks, Bob. And since I already told you, it dominates. Uh, fav- the favorites are have to be Americans by the by dominating numbers. I'm going with Justin Thomas, who leads okay. the FedEx Cup standings and is tied with Bryson uh, as number one in top ten finishes with eight on the season so far. Okay, so you got Justin Thomas. 
Um, people are going to laugh at me. Brooks Kepka is going to laugh at me because I'm not picking him. But uh, sentimental favorite, Tiger Woods, uh, because of the grass and the golf course and his success there. And I'm going to throw in Tony Finau as a dark horse. I love that. My dark horse is going to be Brendan Todd. Ooh. Brendan Todd is having one. a year. And uh, the other one that uh, I might throw in there is Webb Simpson. Uh, mm. Watch out for that guy. He's He won just on the other side of Lake Merced. Yeah, that's right. And the right. U.S. Open. So that'll do it for us. For Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Enjoy the weekend from Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 